just went and did some returns at UPS this Saturday and the wind chill is freaking wild. Um, so I hope you're staying warm. Um, yes, I am recording this early. It's not a Monday at, at the last minute deadline. I'm trying to get ahead of schedule so that I can pump out content now that we have been wa- ranked, not wanked, <laughs> ranked number 175 in the fashion and beauty um, division of glory. And I've had some pretty, I've had a pretty exciting week. Uh, And here's why. In addition to a couple weeks ago, speaking to Heather from Real Housewives of Real Housewives of Salt Lake. um, This week, I spoke to Lisa Barlow. And if you don't know who Lisa Barlow is, she is the gorgeous, tiny, petite, brunette woman who says, I love that to everything, and also had orange hands at the reunion. And I have to say, for someone who got the worst spray tan of all time uh, prior to her debut on national television with Andy Cohen, she had a lot of confidence in those hands. She was waving them all around and about. Um, like she was not ashamed. There was a lot of jewelry on them. I said, I'm not surprised there's a lot of jewelry. Cover them up. Um, however, she was talking with her hands quite a bit, pointing, and you could see the orange palms. And oh my goodness, you know, the other day I got a lymphatic massage because I was trying it out. You know, I said on my social media that you guys need to test it out. Well, really, I need to test it out multiple times. West, don't come for me. Um, so I was trying it out, and my masseur. A wonderful man who is married to a woman, just for reference, starts telling me the best way to apply a spray tan. And that is something you don't get every day from a straight guy. Um, he was like, you know the secret with the spray tan, right? I'm thinking, honey, I've been doing fake tans since sixth grade. So I'm pretty sure I know more, more than you two. Lots of tongue twisters today. I must be tired. Um I'm pretty sure I know more than you do. But anyways, he went on to give me further instruction, which I applaud in a, in a heterosexual male. Um, anyway, Lisa and I had a lengthy conversation. It went something like this. I took a video of her crying at the reunion. And when she was like, no, um, because I felt that it was art, that was performance art. And she agreed with me. And I sent it to her. And I said, this is art. And then I said, Noah. And she replied, yes. And I said, check out my pod to Lamb to Give a Dan. Would love to have you on. And then I sent her the one that has the quote, the fact that my husband can distinguish a nice 7-Eleven is incredibly alarming. It's here and it's aggressive. Happy Tuesday. Uh, lightning bolt. And then I said, heart, heart, heart. You're the queen. Which I do love her. Do I think she's the queen? Sort of. I do now. Because she just doubled down on all her bullshit, uh, which I applaud. I applaud someone who just, you know, never admits that they're wrong because that makes a lasting housewife. She will get next season. I don't know that she would have gotten next season, you guys, without 
uh, this this performance art that she's been giving us every week on the reunion. But when you double down like Vic, Vicky Gunvalson style, it's the sure thing, though. So um, she'll be back. She'll be back for more. They announced that there will be another season. I, I mean, if they had taken it away from us, it would have basically been equivalent to the sham that was uh, 2020, amongst other things. But... Um, so that was one of the celebrity conversations I had this, uh, this week. Okay. Then Caroline Stanberry and I get into it. Uh, you may know her from ladies of London. And when I cut my hair, you may see that I'm a whole new woman. Wes has a whole new girlfriend. It's me with the short hair. That's right. I'm just keeping it hot for us. Um, and I tagged her in a photo of myself. And I said, confuse myself for Caroline Stanbury this morning if Caroline Stanbury wore men's clothes. I was really on a roll that day because right after that was my uh, performance art piece about Noah. And uh, she replied, ha, ha, ha. Three ha, ha's, you guys. That was three. One, two, three. Ha, ha, ha. So that means she actually thought it was funny. Just, just want to say. I said, love your pod. She said, thank you, exclamation point. I said, I have a pod too called Too Glam to Give a Damn. Anyway, so happy for you because she just got engaged. Don't want to don't want to mention that I follow her every move. And she said, congrats. Well, listen, she's going to listen. Did you hear this? So I just, I took my opportunity and I ran with it, everyone. I said, thanks, doll. Episode 10 is probably my best. If you like it, please share Please share with the Dear Media folks. That's her production company for her podcast. Yes, I'm an opportunist. Don't come for me. Smiley face. No pressure. Look up to you as a distant mentor and working to have a career similar. You're a huge inspiration to all women, as you know. But anyway, hope you like it. Hearts with stars. And um, then I said, cannot wait in her story to something else. Anyway, she saw it all, guys. She saw it all. And I just really believe that she and I are, uh, we're, we're going to be in the same circle one day. And um, I don't want her to be alarmed, but I already follow her on Insta if she doesn't follow me, which I can't imagine she doesn't, but that's okay. So then last night I can't sleep and I'm thinking about what I want to do tomorrow. And I'm thinking, I want to go to a comedy show, but I wish these goddamn comedians that I follow and like listen to their podcasts on the socials and on the Apple. I'm like, I want these people from LA to come out to to the draft house in Arlington because we have like we're open and we and it's easy to sell out and apparently that's like the trick to the road is that I I just learned this. I didn't know. But in order for a comedian to keep getting invited back to a place, they have to like get a really good turnout, which makes sense, but I don't know what to tell you. I'm I'm a dumb blonde now with the short hair. Okay, so the thing of it is, I my one of my favorite comedians is this guy Chris Frangiola. He's married and everything, not a creep, and I am also not a creep. And so, um, anywho, he was doing a Insta story about how he, um, pardon me, about how he, <laughs> my brain meltdown, you guys. Too many hours in Target, I tell you. Buying Easter eggs and etc. for the tablescape, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, okay, so he posted a story that he was doing a show in Tucson, Arizona. I said, that's garbage. 
I said, come to the Arlington Draft House, Virginia. You would totally sell it out. And I know that he's a little, because um, I've heard him on like his podcast and on Heather's podcast, he gets a little sensitive about like if he doesn't sell something out or whatever. So I'm just saying like it will be a packed house, basically. He said, I'll definitely come back there. I said, looks like a crack house, but you will crush. And I say that because um, if you've ever been to the Arlington Draft House, I don't need to explain this to you because it's truly an obscure venue. And it's like an old movie theater from the 70s that looks like it got a major mold and yeast infection at once. And then they took out all the furniture because of that mold yeast infection. And then they replaced it with office furniture that you might find at a Goodwill. And that's what it is. It's a bunch of rolly chairs, um, not a Greta venue, definitely not a Greta venue, but a bunch of rolly chairs and then little round tables. And um, so it's every comedian that comes through there makes fun of the room because they're like, literally, what is this? Except for like the newer people who like don't have a soul. Okay, so... He's like, a movie theater comedy club. I was there a few years ago. I said, yeah, it's weird, but I've gone the past few weekends here and there completely full for people not even as good as you. Plus, I want my husband to see your set. So funny. Anyways, food for thought, smiley fit. You know, I don't want to keep these people. I know, I know, I know you're busy. He said, I'll book a date. I said, woohoo, I'll bring I'll bring to click. He said, perfect. I'll see the to click there. Now, at this point, I was thinking of saying, and if you need an opener... But I'm like, stop harassing people with your podcast. Also, he's not really like my target demo with my podcast um, because he talks a lot about like growing up in the 70s. However, he said, perfect. I'll see the click there. I said, goodbye until then. Please prepare a trend report if it's not too much trouble because he does this hilarious bit on his podcast about the like fall fashion reports and to hear him and his co-host these two guys talking about fashion it literally slays me guys I'm like crying when he was talking about it and they say like boots with the fur and just like to hear straight guys talk like read a magazine and talk about fashion is wild um he said I'm not sure what a trend report is hilarious to me in and of itself I said fall fashion duh or spring now he said I have my summer breakdown coming soon I said, music to my ears. He said, lightweight capes. Okay, this is where it gets. <laughs> okay, first of all, lightweight capes. Also hysterical. Not a thing. Also not a thing. Um, <laughs> so I don't know where he's getting his information from. But then, so I said, laugh, cry, phase. STFU. Shut the fuck up. I LOL'd. By the way, speaking of lightweight capes. You can skip the new Kristen Wiig movie. I know all these comedians like watch other comedians work. So that's why just, you know, continuing our friendship. I said, you can skip the new Kristen Wiig movie. We watched it tonight and it was borderline horrendous, though on par with the summer breakdown, meaning there was a lightweight cape involved. And then I said, and then I thought he maybe he doesn't get that because I'm so witty and clever. So I said, parentheses, she wears a cape, duh, parentheses. He said Fortune is in it. Fortune Feimster, the other comedian that also is like in the in his clique, if you will. And I was like, oh shit, I just insulted his friend's movie. Okay. I was like, and that probably subconsciously was why I brought it up anyway to begin with. Because I knew Fortune and he are friends. So anyway, I was like, damn it, I forgot she's your friend. That's right. Yeah, I mean, her scenes are funny, but mainly her hair 
would be better if you were on acid or some sort of hallucinogenic. Not that I would know. Okay, then I felt like I'm really draining him with this. And I'm reaching to be funny, so this isn't good. I said, okay, don't want to keep you. Looking forward to your show in Virginia. He said, I appreciate your review, meaning about the movie, which I know he was mocking me. And I also appreciate that he was mocking me. He said, I'll avoid it. Uh, I said, Defa's just lie and say she was great. Okay, take care. Ta-ta for now. I said, ta-ta for now. He said, (laughs) ta-ta. Okay. So, um, basically, I am his publicist now at this point. Anyways, he's just hysterical. And that's all it is. But I, I just, I want good talent to come to this area because, um, I, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of tired of seeing these people that I know nothing about. And I kind of want to see people that I know something about. So I'd love for Heather to come too, but I don't know that she'll respond. She's a pretty big deal. Um, wow. I just spent 13 minutes on that. That's pretty wild. Um, so anyways, who, did I talk to anyone else? Oh, oh, and then I have a, pub, a couple of people who I have some gripes with. Now, this is very unlike me. I don't typically reach out to... And by the way, when I reached out to him, I had no thought that he would respond or any of these people. I really didn't think that they would respond at all. And I don't really like to be very thirsty (laughs) as a general rule. So the fact that these people are getting back to me, I blame my headshot in my photo because I think they think, oh, this is like an industry person or something like better not be a dick. Um, Okay. So then here are some people I have gripes with. Oh, you guys, I forgot another one. This is wild. Um, so if you recall, I, yeah, I've yeah, I've had a really high profile week. If you recall, last podcast I talked about Caroline Veerland, who's uh like that fashion influencer girl that looked like Dorenda Medley. And I tagged her t- to say, like, hey, here's Caroline Veerland, which I don't always do if I'm talking a little bit of trash about people. And you know, I try not to talk too much trash, but sometimes it has to be done. Like, for example, I don't tag, I don't tag Justin Bieber in my stuff. Uh, You may have noticed. And that's, I I would imagine for obvious reasons. However, um, I tagged Caroline and another Caroline. I'm like, the Carolines and I were really a vibe. Anyway, tagged her. She reposts my photo of her in this Baja East and it's a photo of her and Shay which makes me think they don't totally hate each other because you know I'm curious about that however she didn't like tag Shay in it but I know that's like you know cool girls don't need to do it so she responds with the ear emoji like I'm listening and I said you just look gorgeous at the wedding hun congrats just talked about how Shay wasn't at the wedding. Wondering if there was a breakup as the journalist that I am. Heart, heart. She did not reply or see that. And then I said, just kept going. I said, also would love to have you as a guest if you're interested, babe. No reply. So, um, yeah, she's too big time for me. But you know what I've learned in my career? Eventually, someone will say yes. And I've decided I don't really want guests on the way that I thought I did. In the beginning, I thought I was going to have industry experts and I was going to have um, people that I could relate to on that could like share some knowledge and like a little more entrepreneurial. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that because everyone just wants to laugh right now. 
So I want to have people on that are characters if I have guests at all. Um, so that's why it is so important that if you want to hear from these cool people, we keep listening, keep the numbers up, whatever. You guys get it, okay? Um, now to now to take it down to earth. Now, you know, deflate my big ego after all this fun. Uh, I had a pretty wild week. And one of the things that happened this week was that I tried Magic Spoon cereal. And I just want to say, my house guest um, from Valentine's Day told me that Magic Spoon cereal tastes like aspartame. And I'm saying to her, why the hell are you telling me that I just had four boxes delivered? Okay. So weirdly, I say to my mom, my mom calls me the other day and we don't usually talk on the phone because we live so close. I usually see her at least once a week or something. And, but she calls me the other day and she says, I say, mom, I'm starving. I got to eat something. She's like, okay. I say, you have got to try this cereal because my mom loves like, um, yummy food. And I'm like, you got to try this cereal. And she's like, oh my God. I'm like, what? She's like, I just ordered it. And sometimes we do this where we like do twin, it's like twin vibes or like do the same thing. And she loves when it happens. Like nothing gives her greater joy than like when we do the same thing, even though we no longer live in the same home. And so um, she's like, okay, I tried it. Have you tried it yet? I'm like, yes, I've tried it. She goes, okay, good. I tried it and I think it tastes like aspartame. I'm like, WTF. I'm like, I tried it and I don't taste the aspartame at all. Like, I don't taste it at all. She's like, really? I'm like, maybe there's like a bad batch going around. But you know what I think it is, you guys? Remember that photo that was like, do you see gold and white or do you see blue and purple or something in that dress? That's wrong, but you get the idea. And everyone was like, I was a, I think I was a gold and blue or I don't know what I was, but I was, anyway. And everyone could see two different shades of it. It was like a photo that was like a trick to the eye, depending on like what your eyesight's like. Okay, well, um, oh, I just realized I forgot to tell you the people on Instagram I hate. Okay, we'll go back to that. Anyway, so I figured out that this is what this um, Magic Spoon cereal is like, you guys. And that's why they offer a money back guarantee, because I'm, I, I'm, I'm certain that 50% of the population, or some percent of the population, is defos. I can taste the aspartame, or I can't taste the aspartame. Okay, so anyway, then we get into it further. And she's like, what flavor did you try first? I said, I tried the peanut butter. She goes, so did I. Now, this is like giving her the greatest joy. Because now, not only have we thought the same way and ordered this cereal at the identical same time, we also tried the same flavor. So she is basically, you know, getting wet and wild over here, like over this. Like she is just thrilled, just thrilled. Um, and so, and she's, and then she's like, and then which one did you try? I'm like, and then I tried the chocolate. And she's like, I tried the chocolate too, I think. I think she did. Okay, anyway, whatever. So she's like, I've heard the fruity is the best. I'm like, weird. That's the one I want to try last. So the, the way they do it is they make you buy a, a four, uh, four, four, four box variety pack. So you get four different flavors. Anyway, the cereal is expensive as shit. So I said, Mom, what we need to do is you need to try my batch and see if you still taste it. She was like, oh, that's a good idea. Okay. So we now have a magic spoon tasting plan. I 
feel that my life is getting a little out of control. Like things are a little too crazy over here. Not domestic whatsoever. It's like it's practically like I have a meth problem. Uh, with the way I'm living my everyday life. Okay, so back to my Instagram and the people that I hate right now. Okay, here's what makes me hate it. someone on Instagram. If I tag them, and I know that they tag other people, and I've created a wittier caption, but they, like, they gave me the idea of something. I've created a witty caption and shout them out. So, like, for example, Amber Lancaster. She gave me those adorable little white Birkenstocks that were $10 on the Amazon, and I say... And Amber Lancaster influenced me. Okay, I didn't really have a witty caption for that one. But the point is, I've seen her repost tons of people for that caca. And she didn't repost me. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? But I think, okay, maybe they don't see it. Maybe she's busy, whatever. The home edit is notorious for this. I have tagged them, I'm not kidding you guys, like three times. And technically, they're somewhat of a competitor of mine. Uh, yes, we are on that level. I too am hoping to have a Netflix special by next year. Um, however, they, um, are expanding and I tag them in the like rainbow stuff. Cause I'm like, I don't want to seem like I'm stealing things and it is, you know, like sort of their signature thing. But also like if I just like make a rainbow out of beads, like I'm going to tag them because they could retag me and then, you know, people could find me that are local and whatever. But it's really not even that deep. It's like, I'm just thinking about them. And if they tag me or, you know, repost me, great. And if they don't, they don't. Okay. They never do. And in this case, I actually blame the headshot because I'm thinking maybe the headshot makes it seem like I'm trying to ride their coattails. You know what I'm saying? Also, maybe they didn't see it at all. And I'm probably really overthinking this far too much. But one last thing I want to say about the Chris Frangiola situation. I don't want there to be any confusion. I kept mentioning my husband and whatever because I don't ever want anyone to think I'm being creepy when I reach out, especially someone of the opposite sex. And it's like, no, no, I'm not soliciting your attention. I'm literally here to talk business. And my business is that I want you to come uh, into town for my own enjoyment. So uh, comedic enjoyment. Okay, anyway, <laughs> you get it. Okay, this is something I've been meaning to talk about for a while, and it's called The Bachelor. The journey I've taken on this show is truly wild. Never have I ever met a bachelor that I've been so hot and cold with. I am either hot with you or I'm cold with you. And it's usually cold, um, a.k.a. Pilot Pete. But this bachelor has really likable moments and then moments where I'm like jaw agape. And uh, that moment was when it was a moment that couldn't be unseen. And it was when he was massaging Tyler and with his fingertips, not hands, fingertips, this is the oddest thing I've ever seen. And then he's in like the full turtleneck and he lays down on him when, when Tyler realizes it's actually him behind him and not the masseur. It's like not a funny prank, a weird prank. Anyway, this guy lays down on him and they are, he's like pressed to him with the massage oil all over his back. And here's what I think it is. I've I've rewatched it several times because I'm like, this is just so odd. I think that this Matt James, when the laughter comes over him, it comes over him wholly. Like he loses control of his bod. Because if you've seen him really laugh at other stuff, he kind of has the same reaction where like time and space are suspended and he just can't control himself. 
which I actually think is a very endearing quality. I find it a little bit like sniffing a candle at a Michael's. The fact that he was pressed sweater to bare chest with oil on it to another man uh, as someone that women are trying to date. However, you know, to each their own. I think they're just really close. They're like brothers. And what was weirder was how much I came off not liking Tyler from this episode. I was like, he's checking himself out in the mirror. He's like a kind of a dick to the massage lady. He honestly could have been way worse. I wonder if he was and they edited it. But um, I really liked him before. And now I'm like, oh, I see. I get what happened here. I think, you guys, my whole theory on that he and Gigi Hadid breakup is that he got so much attention so fast from that whole thing that then I think at first he was into it. Then he was afraid of how big this would make him. And then he figured, well, I've already kind of gotten my bang for my buck here. Why don't I just bow out? And who cares that her grandma just died? And I think he dumped her. And I think she's freaking pissed. And I think Tyler Cameron is to blame for the reason that she has an Ethiopian stew colored baby nursery. That's right. He is the reason that she got knocked up by Zane. He is the reason that her life is broken. And I also think, okay, her life isn't broken, but you know what I mean. I also think, you know, she has not had a lot of no's and rejection in her life from what I can tell. And so this guy, he absolutely rejected her because she went back to her ex-boyfriend, tale as old as time. And this guy rejects her and she's like, I just got rejected by a reality star. Like, I must not be that great. She goes back to the Zane, gets knocked up by the Zane. I mean, if this, first of all, I'm pretty sure my theory is like 95%, you guys. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And uh, I don't think she liked that feeling of rejection one bit. No, no, no. I mean, who does? But then you make, then you're like, I'm fucking Gigi Hadid and this idiot rejected me. Like, that's no fun. Okay, the end. So um, that's what I think about The Bachelor. I also want to say about The Bachelor that I am the worst Bachelor predictor ever. Because remember how I said that girl Mari, who's from Maryland and like super thoughty Maryland, um was going to, like, make it to top four. Literally right after I said that, you guys, she got eliminated. And this reminds me of a tale that I'd like to call ABC. Um, do you remember a fellow named ABC, and he's, like, always be Cam? He was, like, the worst. I don't know what he did, but he had kind of a cute intro, I thought. I swear to God, I can't believe I ever thought this about this person. Well, Wes makes fun of me till this day because I'm like, this is the guy. Oh, it was, I think it was Becca's season. I was like, this is the guy. This is the winner. I'm like, I'm positive. Anyway, he turned out to be like such a clown. Like, so like also like kind of bitch made, but also very um, like an embarrassing human being. And I thought to myself, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I so sorely misjudged it. And we laugh about it all the like every time we watch a new season of The Bachelor where I'm like <laughs> judging contestants. Wes is like, well, we know that your radar is literally terrible. Okay, so now I don't even have the heart to point out. He stopped watching it because he only likes to watch like the first two episodes where everyone's atrocious. 
making an ass of themselves and then it gets bored. He's like, I don't like to hear about the feelings. I'm like, you are such a male caveman, but right on. Um, I respect that. And so I watch it and I don't, I don't even want to tell him that Mari um, got eliminated because I'm like, my credibility is already in the toilet. Like now it is absolutely in the gutter or like the depths of the ocean, like that the sewer drain, you know, dumped out. Okay. So uh, my, my predictions there are absolutely terrible. And here's another area in which, uh, oh, well, one, I don't want to go there. Okay. Yeah. One more area in which my, um, predictions are terrible is with the Kardashians because I, I always hope on a dream. I hope that Chloe won't get back with Tristan, and I hope that even though Kanye said that he wished he had aborted North or wanted to abort North, not wished, wanted to abort North, that Kim would say, I love him, I'm going to take him back. But if you look, and I I know this doesn't come as a surprise to many people that they got divorced. One of my uh, best friends was like, She's absolutely going to leave him, but she can't leave him now in the middle of his bipolar episode. I'm thinking, she's not going to leave him. That's That would be so sad. Like, he's sick, you know? Like, it's so sad. And she's like, uh, I think he put the nail in the coffin when he said he wanted to kill his own kid. And, you know, that is a fair point. That is one that's hard to get over. But I think, I just always really believed in their love story. But the thing is, as a woman... When you get successful enough not to need a man, like not to really need them, like you don't need their money, you don't need their love, you don't need their pee-pee, what else do they provide? I don't know, security, whatever, companionship, love, I don't know, don't come for me, guys, whatever they provide. Um, When you stop needing those things, it's like, uh... I think it becomes a moment for these big time women like the JLo's of the world, which is why everyone's lost respect for JLo in the last month. Because it's like everyone thinks that someone like JLo could have anyone, but you can't have anyone because their lives are so chaotic. Same with Kim. Life is so chaotic that it's not that easy to step away from all that attention and change your daily life up. And, and bring a man into that that's, like, cool with it. Okay, we've talked about this before. But the thing is, I just believed in true love, and I believed they are going to see this storm through because I believe she really loved him. Well, she got sick of his shit somewhere along the way, and um, that was a bit of a winding road, but I think I've made my point on that. And so I thought I just thought that they'd work it out. When I saw the photos of her crying through the drive through Burger King and them in the car together, I don't think it was a Burger King. You know what? It may have been. Anyway, when I saw those photos of them together crying, I said, I thought, well, she obviously really cares and loves him. But I think it began to, their love began to change, like the less that she respected him. And that is unfortunately, I would imagine, a product of some of his mental illness, but also just like at some point, like... Him being this, like, creative genius, which I do believe that he is. It's like, that gets tiring after a while. It's like, maybe I don't want to reinvent, like, everything about us all the time. Like, maybe I don't want our anniversary to, like, you know, be, like, swimming with sharks and, like, a a flower wall underwater. And then, like, we're going to, like, become avatars of ourselves. Like, it's like, okay. Thank you, but no thank you. Can you just, like, buy me something from 
Like, buy me a Birkin, you know, like, like the good old days when you bought me a Birkin and had North paint on it. Like, why don't you do something like that, you know? So, I'm going to be really curious to see her aesthetic once he's gone because I've never thought she has the best taste. She does not have the best taste. She's proven that to us. And it will be interesting to see who she keeps on her team and how her style evolves. But if you go back and look, it's really sort of an interesting exercise to go back and look at the photos of their early photos because she's so timid. And we forget how much um, less influential she was at that time. You know, like she was not the most, I don't believe she was the most known person or like the most followed person or whatever. And he just totally brought her to a whole new level. So I just think the whole thing's sad. Um, let's not forget this is her third divorce and I believe his first divorce. So that's sad too. I don't know. I just, I don't think he's a terrible person. I just think he's got some issues. So I feel bad, but, um, you know, the Chloe and Tristan of it all, is just, that's another one I thought, she's not going to get back with him and give him a third chance, is she? And here we are. Here we are. And that's how you know it is so hard for these, like, super powerful women to find someone who can deal with this BS. Okay. Um, but the real question of it all is, to whom and to where do I sign myself up for the waiting list? Not for the vaccine, but for the Kardashian collarbone. That's right. Are they getting cool sculpt like on their collarbone to like remove all the fat around their collarbone? I've never seen women with the such pronounced, shimmery, gorgeous collarbones. I know it's partially about the way you pose. And if I'm at the right angle, I can absolutely look hollow in that area. Um, but if I've had too many martinis over the months or years, uh, it is hard to find. It's sort of like a, a game of operation, if you will. By the way, don't get it twisted, hoes. People think that because I make jokes and I'm lighthearted that I can take a joke. Absolutely not. Do not make a joke about the way that I look. For example, if I say I have a huge head, I don't need to hear from you that I have a huge head. I'm making that joke because I've realized it. It's just better to embrace it than to be sad about it. But ultimately, if you tell me I have a big head, that will make me sad. Um... I say this because I feel that people have gotten real outlandish with their um, comments about others. Just lifestyle, everything, everything. And uh, I've noticed more than ever, people are just running rampant with their bullshit. And I think we need to all take a moment, rein it back in. And I say that as someone that says pretty much whatever they think. But I think commenting on others' lifestyle, appearances, things like that, Let's try and be mindful because people are at a breaking point. We can't take much more BS. And you know what? If you have a different point of view, I don't need to hear it. You also don't need to listen. If you don't agree, you don't need to listen. But I try not to make this about lifestyle point of views or what. Okay, whatever. Who cares? You don't need to be lectured. Okay. So um, I want to get into a little show that I like to call Summer House. And what I really like to call it is the new Vanderpump Rules. And um, speaking of Vanderpump Rules, Lisa Vanderpump has a new show coming to E! And it, at first I thought this looks truly awful. And it's really sort of like the Jay-Z and Beyonce of television. And what I mean by that is not that it's queen status or, you know, king and queen, whatever. Um, it's the people that won't give it up. It's like, okay, 
you came, you saw, you conquered, and now let's leave gracefully. It's like a perfect time. Let's leave while we're up. Let's not grasp desperately till the end of time. And I'm concerned that's what this show is going to be. It's going to be a desperate, uh, a, a grip hold, a, a death grip, if you will. <laughs> um, and so I am going to watch it endlessly, obviously, because, you know, I, I don't believe in sacrilege, but, um, I'm concerned. I'm concerned this might be the nail in the coffin of her career. And I just only want good things for her. And I feel like it's not it's not that every aspect of you is entertaining. Like, you guys, if I showed you me doing my makeup or 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 that's actually a good one. Um, hmm. If I showed you, you know what? I can't think of anything I do that isn't entertaining. Hold, please. Okay. If I showed you me, like, walking my dogs and picking up their dog shit, that's not very entertain. Or I, I only have one dog, but that's not very entertaining. So, like, I feel like she's kind of gotten into this trap of sort of with all these yes people around her thinking everything she does is, like, pure gold. And it's like, no, no, no nothing everyone does is pure gold. Um, but we do have that in common that most of what we do is pretty entertaining. Okay. So, anyways... Enough about enough about Vanderpump. I I am concerned for that her career and that show, but uh, you know, <sighs> I'm gonna get into Summer House. Um, and if you don't watch Summer House, hey, it's the beginning of the season. Listen, then watch, and you can know what the f I'm talking about. But I'm here to completely taint your viewpoint of it. Um, speaking of differing perspectives, okay, so. There are so many people on this cast, you guys. I could barely keep them straight. When I was making notes about each of them that I wanted to give you, um, if when I was making notes, I was like, oh, I forgot that person's there. And there's that person there. I kept forgetting about all these people. So I'm going to run through these. And I invite you to watch this show. Now, it's sort of like the East Coast Vanderpump. But since Vanderpump is basically dead in the water... Uh, I think that this is all that really matters. So I'm really trying to absorb these characters in, into a part of my lifestyle, speaking of lifestyle choices, and um, trying to accept that I need to get on board with the show. It's almost like the same level as the fact that Below Deck Sailing Yacht has gone away, which I need that to come back so badly. The Adam and Jenna of it all, I need it so bad. However... It's not coming back, and I need to accept that, and I need to try to watch Captain Lee's program, and I also can't do that. So this is my attempt at a halfway point. Okay, so Lindsay, um, first of all, it's tilting that there's someone else on reality television with the same name as me, and she spells it wrong, as we all know. It's an A-Y, not an E-Y, and um, uh, there has never been a more neurotic I, I I feel I just feel like she's giving Lindsay's a bad name. Not that I identify with her because, as I said, we have the different spelling with Lindsay's. That's a big thing. I I've never seen it be such a thing with like Katie's or Samantha's or Jennifer's. Or, you know, but with Lindsay's, it's really like, are we in the same tribe? Because if not, just fuck off kindly. Um, so. She's, I can tell that she's not my tribe because, well, we're both neurotic. We have that in common. But um, she has the boob job I don't like. And normally I like a boob job on a, on a bee, but I don't like hers. And then um, she's got that short blonde hair that's basically turned gray from toning it so much. And then she's got the real microblighted brows and, like, the self-tanner. And it's just all too much for me. I'm like, pick a lane. Uh, and way too much Botox and filler. That's the main thing. 
The main thing that makes your microbladed eyebrows look fucked up is when you get too much Botox in your forehead that it's so tight that your eyebrows don't move. Okay? That's the problem. So knock it off. All right, I'm moving on. Anyway, her gremlin of a boyfriend. I mean, what is his name? Sparvy or something? He looks like he belongs in Game of Thrones or a Knight's Tale. I have nothing else to say about him. He also kind of seems like... He seems a, a bit... I'm like, I never thought I would say these words, but he honestly seems a bit aspirational for her. And I don't find him attractive or... Uh, kind or uh lovely so that goes to or funny so that goes to show really what I think of her okay she um has been she's a victim of a hate crime and that is being gaslit by a male and (laughs) they all do it you guys well not all of them not the ones you end up marrying those don't do it but you know so last season, let me just break it down for you. Last season, she was seeing, well, she wasn't dating him. She was hanging out with this guy, Luke, okay? They would, like, make out sometimes, and every now and again, she would, you know, hook up with him, but they wouldn't. They never had sex. It was just, like, all, you know, um, heavy petting, I suppose. I don't know. So, so, she was, like, we're in a relationship in her brain, which was misguided sorely. And he kept saying, like, you can make out with other people, or, like, you can whatever with other people. But he was giving her a lot of attention to kind of keep her on the line. He's a dodo. Okay, so she has been completely fucked over by these producers. And I say that because, I say that, I say the F word, Jeff and Greta, because I want to inflect my fury around the fact that this editing has done her absolutely no favors and they're just totally making her into the crazy girl which I do believe there is a flavor of that in her art but um I don't think that she is 100% like wrong in thinking that they were more than he's than he's now acting like they were okay but guess what all this shit doesn't even matter because the other girl that they brought in, Sierra, which all I can think about when I see her is the one-two step. Let me see you one-two step. Um, all I can think about with her is the one-two step, as I just said. And <laughs> and um, the fact that I have heard that there's a storyline about her where... That really, like, she was dating one of these producers this whole time. Like, the the reality sleuths have figured it out and matched up the dates. You guys, the date matching up lately is on such a fire roll. Like, the Madison and J-Lo date matching up, or A-Rod date matching up, is, like, wild. And I just love it so much. I love that everyone's uncovering all this craziness. It's I, I feel like it's literally unhinged. Like, someone could dig something up about you, and you are fucked due to the date. Okay, anyway. So, um, what am I saying to you? Anyways, so I feel like, and you know, Luke says he's trying to be an actor. He's more into acting and his jewelry business, which don't, (laughs) you guys, don't get me started. Okay. Do not. Do not. Oh, that is the gift that keeps on giving. It really is. I'm sorry to appropriate gender roles. This is how I was, like, this is how I grew up. I'm sorry. I find it unusual when, you know what? I'm going to stop right there. Okay, so anyway, (laughs) 
So, so, okay. So he's basically gaslighting Hannah. He's like, what are you talking about? We were never in a relationship, right? And he's brought in this girl, Sierra, who's like a friend of his. Now he wants a relationship with her. Okay. And Luke's getting into acting. This is, this is what we know. Okay. So here's a couple of observations. First of all, when Hannah breaks down crying, is like, I can't even look at you the same anymore. And he says, me either. That's some strong acting on his part. I'm thinking, wow, he is really selling the fact that he doesn't think that they ever had a relationship. And I believe it. Okay. I believe like, I'm like, okay, maybe she's, maybe deuces are wild. And maybe, and speaking of wild, He just loves about, he loves so much about himself. He loves that he makes jewelry. He loves that he's from Minnesota. He loves that he can build furniture poorly. He loves that he's an outdoorsy guy when everyone else is at the office. Like he fancies the wild horse in himself so much more than most women do. I I believe because I'm like, you smell, go take a shower, cut your little pubic hair beard off, um, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more. But someone who is so braggadocious about the fact that they made a, a, a tool bench when they're supposedly like an artisan is like, okay, I, I can make, I could put together a table, guys. I did it in fifth grade. Okay. It was actually a chair. But so anyway, he, he just loves that he's a wild stallion. And I'm like, it's really not that wild to see a man obsessed with himself. That's really not that unheard of whatsoever. Um, so anyway, so he takes Sierra out to the, to the porch while Hannah's crying and he's trying to manage that situation. And from the back, I have to say, God, what is this? I'm thinking to myself, what does his hair look like? I'm like, oh, you know, he looks like he looks just like Jane Lynch. He literally has a Jane Lynch haircut from the back. If you don't know who Jane Lynch is, I invite you to crawl out from another rock you've been living in. She's the coach on Glee or the, you know, PE teacher on Glee. Okay. So, um, so he's talking to Sierra and he's like, you know, I like you. And it's this most mechanical sentence you've ever heard. He's like, like, I want to try something with you. And she's, it just seems like they have no chemistry. It's the weirdest thing ever. And when I watch it through this lens of thinking that they, that she was actually like dating a producer at the time due to the date matchup, I'm like, yo, I don't buy this storyline. And I think they had nothing to go off of it. And so they threw them a bone and they were like, guys, treat it like an acting gig. I think Hannah was not in on it. But I think this girl and him maybe like kind of just played into it because what what else are we going to watch during COVID, you guys? They can't hang out with other people. The best part of these summer houses or these house shows, Jersey Shorts, when they bring in random strangers is the random strangers really kick it up a notch. There's jealousy. There's fighting. It's a damn good time. Okay, um, we're, we're going to wrap this up soon, but I'm just going to go through a couple more. Uh, I really respect that Sierra doesn't have a job. Um, I also appreciate that she's decided to unpack everything and leave it on her bed and just lay in it all day. That's aspirational to me. Um, and I don't know why Danielle is there. Uh, Danielle is the one that looks like a baby Navajo. And... Very beautiful, but in the words of Kim Kardashian, she is the least interesting to look at. I would agree. I think I think we would all agree. Okay, now there's another couple, and they are uh, extremely European looking, and by that I mean Irish and like German, 
and that's Amanda and Kyle. And Kyle is the ginger, um, and we all know I I love a ginger, so that's that's a that's not hate speech; it's positivity. And Amanda has a nose ring, and we know I don't like that. Um, my main question with Amanda is a Why does she not get highlights? That's and maybe because it's COVID, you guys. I mean, who am I to judge? But she never has her hair highlighted. And I just think, wow, you would really step it up a notch if you just had a couple blonde streaks in your weave. Like, just get a few money pieces right in the front. So easy. I feel like she's, like, a very lazy person. Like, her spirit animal is probably a sloth. But then I see her working, and she's working so hard on this merch stuff. And I'm like, Jesus, Kyle has painted her in such a poor light because I thought she was, like, a lazy sack that just drank wine all day and was, like, depressed. Um... Anyway, her energy, her energy is just like, I just like don't understand her energy. It's like, I'm like, I, I would love to, I would love like a shocker reading to know what her aura is because I am not following. And I'm like, she's probably like a red or like something I don't even understand because I'm like a violet purple, which is sort of like a creative genius. Um, but anywho, uh, enough about me. Um, and so, and then she was working like really hard on the, um, sending out all the stuff and the merch packages. I thought that was so cute and how Kyle was like looking at her lovingly, like so adoringly. And especially since we've had like three seasons of them basically hating each other and not getting married. This is really refreshing to me that like, okay, maybe they actually do love each other. So it just seems like COVID's been really good for them. Working on the business together has been good for them. I just love to see a couple that can like work hard, play hard together and it's all good and they seem so much better and so I just I could take a deep sigh of relief on that one I was like what a gift if 2021 has brought me anything it's the piece of this couple maybe working out um okay and so speaking of a gift sober Carl wow guys slow clap um first of all don't even get me started on a man who goes to therapy that is a good look I appreciate it. And the fact that he has stopped, he's identified that binge drinking was a problem of his. He has stopped with the binge drinking, it seems. It seems. Does he drink a little? I'm a little unclear. But the fact that he gets up and makes his bed, adorable. Okay. Then, um, and I really resonated with his comment about making the bed because he's like, you know, someone said to him, Carl, uh, because he's like, you know, why would I make my bed? I'm just going to sleep in it the next day. And the guy said, I think it was his stepdad or something, he said, well, you wipe your ass every day, don't you? Even though you're going to like, implying even though you're going to shit the next day. And I'm like, shooketh from that revelation. I'm like, whoa, 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 Lino, you're doing it wrong. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to start try to start making my bed every day from this, you guys. Because it's like, it does just start your day off with some sort of sense of self-worth. I don't know what it is. It's like getting your workout done in the morning. It's like, okay, we're, I mean, not as good as that, but it sort of starts you off on the right foot. And, um, you know, I always resisted that with, with Greta when she would try and get me to make my bed. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And, you know, you don't tell, you don't put Leno in a corner. You don't tell her what to do. And uh, I got to find my own way to it. So here I am, mom. 33 years later, I might start making my bed. Hope you're thrilled. Um, okay. And now... Oh, okay. But the one thing I do want to say about Carl is that his sober game, like... The fact that he is just sober is attractive to all the women in the house. This is like catnip. He's self-improving on his own. He's in the best shape of his life on his own. 
He's making his bed every day on his own, and he's in charge of the house on his own. It's like that to a woman is literally like drop trowel because you're responsible, you're mature, you're hot, all the good things, right? He's the whole package now, and I'm just wondering why all the girls in the house haven't completely dropped trap for this situation. Like, Lindsay, get rid of the Game of Thrones boyfriend. Paige, get rid of the overbearing Middle Eastern boyfriend. Hannah, wake the fuck up. And, um, oh, I was like, who's that other one? Danielle. I think Danielle is only there, you guys, so that Lindsay has someone to talk to. And so they can do, like, breakaway scenes with, like, Lindsay talking to someone because all the other girls hate her. But it's just all the girl relationships in that house, other than Hannah and Paige, who are besties, is so strained and awkward and weird. Like, I have never met a woman like Amanda, Kyle's Amanda, in my life. So I don't even know where they found these these people. Um, so, yeah, that's my summer house recap. If I had to rank people, I would rank all the men first because I, I prefer them in this cast and I don't say that often let me tell you I'm a housewives hoarder as you know and I don't say that often but in this case it's the truth I have so enjoyed hanging out with you guys today Woo, this was a super sized episode um, if you loved it please share it you guys I had so much fun and as always share rate, review, like, like my Insta posts at Lindsay Evans Studio. And with that said, I love you so much. Have a great week and keep smiling. Okay, bye.